Hey guys, I'm Emily and welcome to the Made for More podcast. I made this podcast as a way to find encouragement for your soul. As I walk through life as a stay-at-home mom, I encounter insight and wisdom from God that I feel called to share with others. Through my own life stories, sermons listened to, books I've read, the Bible, and other amazing resources, I'll be sharing encouraging and uplifting messages. If you're looking to renew your mind, transform your life and perspective, this podcast is a place to start. Today's topic is on learning how to walk towards our purpose. This all came to me early in the morning before the sun came up. It's amazing that in the mundane and tasks of motherhood, God can still speak to me. As I was changing my daughter's diaper first thing in the morning, I watch as her little hands reach and stretch towards a toy train my son had left on the ottoman. This is where we do our morning diaper changes. I started to think of the little baby who once laid in my arms contently without looking at anything but me. In my arms, comforted by my touch, my warm embrace, without turning her head at all. Sometimes awake, gazing up at my face and into my eyes, but mostly asleep, resting at peace without a worry in the world. She used to be perfectly content just being in my arms. As with any baby, time passes. They grow, develop, and reach all the milestones along the way. My daughter is five months old now, and it's in her nature to reach and grab. She now turns away and reaches for all the shiny, colorful objects that grab her attention. More infrequently is she contently in my arms, drifting off to sleep. There are still moments where she prefers to be in my arms, and she still prefers those contact naps, just as my son did. Those small moments I cherish when they're in my arms, looking up at me, smiling, or fast asleep, unaffected by any worldly concerns with all their needs met. I see her also look at her brother and her dada with pure joy. It's so funny and adorable. She can't contain her body when dada comes around. She straightens her legs, throws up her arms, and face plants into my chest if I'm holding her. She's excited about the world around her. Bright colors, new textures, new sounds. She turns and grabs and follows at these things that call for her attention. When I pick her up and let her look around, she's enamored by the view from these new heights. She naturally begins to reach and move towards whatever she's focusing on. The rolling over at every opportunity has begun now. This milestone of motion. I find it so intriguing to watch babies at this stage. Because like my first, my son couldn't stand tummy time. He hated it. I tried to do it as much as I was told I should by the overflowing opinions of the experts too available at my fingertips online. It was hard for me watching him whine and thrash because he didn't want to do this tummy time. So I stopped pushing it as much as I was told that I should. And what do you know? In time, when he was ready, he began rolling over on his own. Almost the moment I'd lay him down, nothing could stop him. 
My daughter is the same now. She's begun to flip right over to her belly the moment she's laid on her play mat. They both would explore and play as long as their little muscles could take it. And when enough was enough, they would cry out when they needed my help to get back to what they were most comfortable with, being on their backs. Mommy to the rescue. Sometimes they would do it on their own in a not so graceful way, but with practice, their bodies learn how to do it all by themselves. It starts in us so young. This innate desire to start moving, to start going. Naturally, we start learning how to be a part of this world. We learn how these bodies work and how to use them. How to move around like we see others doing all around us. Monkey see, monkey do. Part of it is this instinct inside of us. My kids never watched me lay on the floor and flip over my belly and back again. I never got down on the ground trying to show them how to do this. It was just something inside of them calling them to turn around. To start looking at the world from a new point of view. A view one can move forward in. Instead of contently looking up from the position on their backs where they once were in awe by any dangling toys, lights, a parent's face, or even just a ceiling, they get to a point that they have had enough of that. They become ready to grab, to reach, to pull, to push, to move, to go. Any parent knows that there's no stopping them once they begin their journey of movement. I remember my son would begin traveling feet away from his playmat when I was in the kitchen cooking or something. I would turn around every few moments to keep an eye on him, and at times he'd have traveled off of his playmat onto the itchy rug, so I'd put him back with all his toys and the safety of his play area, but he would escape every time once he knew he could. He learned to travel further and further away from the baby oasis I had created for him. That was when I learned all about baby-proofing the home. I took every measure and precaution I could. As new dangers arose, I'd have to child-proof things along the way. It felt there were always more ways I needed to change the environment around him in order to keep him safe. I was always seeking to protect him from any harm. My little army crawling risk-taker. He never perfected the on-all-fours type of crawl. He did it army style, which I found quite fitting. And like all babies, with each mastery of movement, they reach milestones. They learn their environment. They become these explorers wanting to find out about each new object in the path that they take. With my son, cabinets would call his name drawers and fancy doors. He became my little explorer. At some point in their searching and conquest, they learn to pull themselves up. They learn their body can reach new heights. They grab at anything that will allow them to finally stand on these two legs, like the two beings that brought them out into this world. They don't quite have it figured out, but they continue to try at every opportunity. We see their striving and we hold their hands and let them practice this new thing called standing in attempts to help them work towards walking the next milestone. In time, their muscles strengthen and soon enough they'll begin walking around. Starting with assistance from caregivers, furniture, and baby walkers, they explore the world from this new point of view that they cannot get enough of. We had this long rectangular coffee table when Brant was learning to walk. He would walk around that thing back and forth, 
back and forth over and over again. That was his training ground. He'd also walk the length of the couch, traveling along the path from one end to the other. Of course, he loved to walk with mom or dad's assistance, holding his hands way up overhead as we helped him keep steady and balanced. During his journey, months go by, and I remember once in a while I'd see him take brave, unassisted steps between the couch and the table. Few steps between objects with no help at all on his own. Sometimes from his walker to the couch or from the couch to a wall. And every time I'd see him, I would cheer him on and say, you've got this, you're walking, you can do it, buddy. I began to dangle favorite toys or untouchable items that he wasn't supposed to play with in front of him to awaken this desire to walk towards me from whatever he was holding on to. He loved these bright lime green cups that we have, so I'd hold on to one and say, come and get it, you can do it, inches away, turned into feet away. We were helping him gain confidence in his own abilities, once just a step at a time, turned into steps across the entire room. As with life, there comes a time that we will fall. Losing balance, he would fall, but each time I'd cheer him on and encourage him to try again. When he'd fall, that's when he would call and cry out for me because of the frustration that he doesn't quite have this figured out yet, or boo-boos that needed kisses. But every time he fell, I was always there to support him, to guide him, and encourage him to get back up, to keep going. I have to instill bravery and courage to help him recognize that his body is capable of walking without my help. The new milestone is reached and he began to walk alone unassisted, yet within my care. At least in his mind, he finds confidence that he's doing it all by himself. Just like God is always present with us, we are not alone because as our father, we know he said that he will never leave us or forsake us. Just as children learn that they can travel with their own two legs, developing faith that they can do it without any assistance, they go from a place of total dependence to running free. They're not even thinking about what their legs are doing anymore. They just go. Isn't this a beautiful illustration of God with us? He teaches us how to walk in this life. We need his help to walk the path that he's laid before us. We need his guidance to see the world around us. We need his protection from distractions, danger, and things that call us off of the path that he's made for our lives. We can be led tra off track by the world and the shiny things that awaken our old selves and the corrupted desires within us, but he teaches us how to walk out this new way of life. Maybe we hit a rock bottom and we meet him at the end of ourselves. We get fed up with who we are and who we have been. Just like a baby turning over, we naturally and intuitively know it's time for us to turn away from our comfort, to turn away from our past, away from how we've been living. We know it's time to turn towards God and the path that he has for us. This life he has given us, we wanna see it from a new perspective. As a baby gets to this point that they're ready to stop staring at the blank ceiling or those shiny objects dangling just beyond their grasp, they decide to turn over and look ahead to move forward. They begin their journey towards walking. 
We need his help to see the purpose for our lives. As a mother picks up her child and helps them see all that's out there, it's all only possible from these new heights. Without God lifting us up and giving us a new lens to see through, we can't see things on our own. We need to be picked up, held, and shown. He has to open our eyes to see beyond the physical, to see and be led by his spirit in us. I heard from an episode on the Whoa, That's Good podcast with Sadie Robertson Huff starring Anna Miriam Brown titled, How to Surrender to God Even When You Don't Know What That Means. And she gave such an illustration in that episode. She talked about going skydiving. She said something along the lines of, you don't have to do anything because you're attached to someone who is doing all the work. They are the expert and all you have to do is be still. She describes the first moments as chaotic as you fall through the sky, but the person pulls the chute and you catch the wind. The most fearful moment of falling through the sky is being guided by this person behind you. When the spirit catches you and you let him guide you all the way, you get to be above your fears and do all these things and be a part of something you could never do on your own. Hearing her talk about all this connected more dots for me to this episode about walking I've been working on. When you're afraid of the unknown and you have fears along this journey, you can have confidence in the expert, God, who created the entire universe, created you and knew you before you even formed. He carved out a plan and a path for you in his story. Another thing that's funny is he's carved out this plan and path for us in history. Also, his story, depending on how you say it. But with him, we will find confidence and bravery. Our walk isn't always going to be perfect or clear. We may at times venture out on our own conquests, but he gently and gracefully pulls us back to himself. If we find ourselves running ahead without him, he draws us back to the present with his love. When we make mistakes or fail, he has new mercies for us every day, picks us back up and tells us to keep going, to move forward from here. He never condemns when we make a wrong turn or fail to follow him correctly. He always encourages us in the way in which we should go. He holds our hand when we're afraid. He lifts us up when we fall. He picks us back up again and again. He soothes our pain. He heals the wounds we receive from this world. He heals our hearts when they break. He heals, he helps, and he holds. He never pushes us or forces us to move. He waits ever so patiently and is with us along the entire way waiting for us to take steps in our path of purpose, helping us to learn to take steps of faith. And as my mom always said to me, keep on keeping on. Here we are 12 years after she passed away, and I still hear the echo of this phrase. Psalms 139.10 says, Even there your hand shall lead me, and your right hand shall hold me. When we recognize we don't want to do this world alone without the assistance and strength only our Heavenly Father has is when we can move towards the calling He has placed in our lives. 
When we're walking out our life with him is when open doors happen, when opportunities happen. When we walk daily in his presence, we get strength and help in our times of need. It's just like the maze illustration I've given. There's a starting point in our life. And just like the starting point at a maze, only does our path truly begin when we recognize where we are and whose we are. That God has ordained the path for us. That he knew us before we were ever formed in our mother's wombs. When we recognize him as our father, the one who has a hope and a future for us. When we trust him and begin this journey, the journey of the maze of life, the path that opens up before us. The spot where it says start here and from here we go. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Ephesians 2.10 ESV When I did that maze with my son, he would fall behind, run ahead, run in the wrong direction, and be blocked by a wall or an obstacle or a closed door. At times he chose the wrong way if he ran ahead on his own, and sometimes he chose the correct way. But ultimately, each time he recognized I wasn't right next to him, he called out to me. If he was lost, he asked me to help, and I was there. I helped guide him and show him the way to the center of the maze, the final destination. I showed him how to navigate through the maze, what it took, how to look left and right and travel through the next open door, how he couldn't just jump over walls or walk through them, that he must keep going along the path until the next open door came along. To show him I was with him along the way on his path to the center of the maze. God is with us. He will never leave us or forsake us. He wants us to be aware of his presence. He knows our heart. He knows our thoughts. He knows our worries and our fears. He doesn't want us to worry ahead to the future. But if we do, he wants us to bring them all to him. He wants us to live in the present and take it one day at a time. He doesn't want us to reap and sow, but to accept his provision for each day as it comes. He will sustain us. He wants to guide us and show us the way. God wants us to take the small steps in confident trust. He isn't going to give us vision of a step two until we take step one. Just like you can't run before you walk, we can't go towards our purpose without learning to walk. As we learn to walk with him and learn who he is, then in time, he will guide us into our purpose. But to begin, we must learn what it means to walk this life with the Lord. If you made it to this point, I want to say thanks for listening to this episode. Sometimes it's so hard to choose what is right in a culture that has many definitions of what is right and true. I want to spread the word and feel passionate about sharing truth with others. If you are passionate about helping others learn about what life in Christ is like, then I encourage you to share this message with a friend, post it on your social media, or just talk about it. I would love to have others walk alongside me in helping others become the light of the world. Feel free to reach out to me by email at emily.90.w at gmail.com or you can add me on Instagram at she who creates for him. 
and you can support this podcast by leaving feedback and ratings. Thank you for being a part of this journey of spreading the word. Bye for now.